it's time for some podcast reviews. This podcast review is from Mackenzie Belkestro. I recently discovered this podcast through Lisa's husband's podcast and wow, I've never been more grateful for the YouTube recommendations picks. I adore the way Lisa opens her guests up and always gets tactical tips for her listeners. How does that really look? It's something she says a lot, for instance, and I can't say how appreciative I am of this. In an age of gloss and filter, Lisa is the real deal. This is the most inspiring podcast. I listen now every day as I do my design work. Thanks, Lisa. Oh, that's such an awesome message. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. A survey conducted by First National Bank found that approximately 53% of people, that's over half, do not have an emergency fund that covers at least three months of expenses. And a whopping 49% say they're expecting to live paycheck to paycheck for the rest of the year. FYI, this study took place before COVID-19 here. Now, with 26 million people unemployed and climbing, these stats are even harder to hear. But the truth is, they're just stats. The real heartache lies with the people who are actually going through this. The people whose lives have crashed harder than the stock market. Whether it's losing your job, taking a pay cut, closing your business, the bills are stacking up, the financial burden this has caused is real. The struggle is real. The anxiety, the stress, the overwhelm is real. Now, this show, the whole premise of this show is to recognize you can be the hero of your own life. That where you are now doesn't have to be the closing chapter of your book called Life. But in order to write a sequel, a volume two, you have to actually take action. So today, guys, I wanted to bring on an expert, an expert that can give us very specific tactical tips on how to navigate these financial difficulties. And well, let's face it, there's only one woman that fits the bill, pun intended. <laughs> a woman who went from earning $400 a month as a waitress to the most recognized personal financial expert in America. Named a one-woman financial advice powerhouse by USA Today, an author with 10 New York Times bestsellers, an Emmy award-winning TV show host, as well as host of her own podcast, Women and Money. Oh, and did I mention she was only happened to be a regular on a small daytime talk show you might have heard of called The Oprah Winfrey Show, as well as a contributing editor to O, oh, The Oprah Magazine, for 16 years. So please, help me welcome in the woman Time Magazine named as one of the Time 100, the world's most influential people. The woman who garnered an unprecedented eight Gracie Awards, more than anyone in the entire history of this prestigious award and the woman who Business Week named one of the top 10 motivational speakers in the world, the only woman on that list. A financial superhero who wears an S on her chest like Superwoman, the priceless Susie Allman. Lisa, I'm going to have to hire you to give, you, <laughs> to give my introduction whenever I do anything. Are you looking for another job? I've been introduced a lot over my span, my career, and I'm like, that that was super that was really super oh thank you go i just want to freaking honor you and say thank you for coming on the show and that is why specifically like there was only one person that to me made sense because you are honest you don't sugarcoat things but you have a um, an element of empathy that i think really breaks through so where I really want to start with this um, conversation, there's so many tactics and tips that I definitely want to get to. But I think the first thing that I really want to address is the emotion 
behind the money. And right now, as people are in quarantine and people have lost their jobs and things like that, I think the first thing is the denial. Like, okay, we have to accept it and start talking about it in order to then listen to the message that you're giving. So what do you think are those first things that we can kind of help people to open up to actually stop being in denial about where they are financially? Well, you know, here's what's interesting, Lisa, is that when things like this happen, it's very hard to deny where you are financially. When you're working and money is coming in and money is going out, even if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you can be in denial because you're still getting through (laughs) Now that the entire economy has stopped and there's really no money coming in, you can't go out. Now you are confronted with the truth like you have never been confronted before because now you can't escape into anything. You can't go to a movie. You can't go shopping. You can't go out to eat. You can't do anything. And you are stuck with the truth Mm. of not only who you are, but you're stuck with the truth of what you have and what you don't have as well. 60% of the people in the United States have less than $400 to their name. They have plenty of clothes in their closets, a lot of jewelry in all around. They have fancy cars, fancy homes, and yet truthfully, they don't have a pot to pee in, Lisa. So what can we do about that? You know, one of the things that I've always said is you have to stand in your truth. So what is your truth, everybody, right now? What is your truth? And the truth for most people at this point in time is they are scared to death because not only are they afraid of what might happen to them health-wise, they're also afraid to them of, of what's going to happen to them financially speaking as well. So I've always said <clears throat> there are three main internal obstacles to wealth, fear, shame, and anger. And everybody is displaying all three right now. They are angry that this happened to them. They're ashamed that they didn't plan, that they don't have anything And they're afraid. They're afraid because they don't know what to do. So fear is the main internal obstacle to wealth. How do you conquer fear? And you said it earlier when you were introducing me. You conquer fear through action. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that will make you stop being afraid. So what are the actions that you need to take in your particular situation right here and right now? And that is the question that needs to be answered for the majority of people that are watching this right now, Lise. Yeah, that's so strong because I really do think action is the the antidote, right? And so I want to go to the emotion of it because for me especially, when I first started Quest Nutrition, our house was on the line. We said, if this company fails, I lose my house. And so I went in with a very clear mind of, okay, I'm going to cut this cost here. I'm going to cut this cost here. What I didn't expect is what you just absolutely alluded to is the emotion behind making those changes, changing 
changing your personal identity to be somebody who I can go out and buy whatever I like to, oh my God, I have to take my own coffee to Starbucks for a, you know, a friend's date. So um, let's talk a bit, a bit more, actually, if you don't mind, about the shame of it and how people can overcome in order to take that action. You know, you have to, like I said, stand in the truth. And you have to really own why are you in the situation that you are in right now? So let's look at the decisions that we made that got us here. Oh, you work so hard. You work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. So you deserve to take that vacation every year that you have to put on your credit card. Oh, you work so hard. And you do everything for everybody else. So you deserve to go out to dinner three or four times a week. Oh, you work so hard. You deserve to be able to go out and buy yourself the new iPhones and the clothes and everything else. Your kids deserve to have what you didn't have. So you're going to make sure that you get them for, for all the holidays, their birthdays, every gadget that they could ever want. And now you're in a situation where you have all these things, but you have no money. And you have to understand that you put things before money. And that's not the right order. It's money than things. So you undervalue your own life. You didn't value yourself. You wanted all these things thinking those things were going to make you happy. Here's the question. Have they? They haven't. Because you're standing now with an entire house or an apartment with all these things, this car that you leased, just so that you can impress people at a stop sign and you don't even know or like that person, but you're driving a fancy car. You have a four, five, $600 a month car payment. What is wrong with all of you? You're trying to define yourself by the things you have versus you defining everything else around you. So the truth is, you put yourself in the situation. And I know you're going to say to me, oh, Susie, I didn't. I work. I'm so what I, I do everything. I scrimp and I save. Really, everybody? How many times did you go out to eat a few months ago? Think about it. So here's where we're going to go now into the future. We don't care what you did in the past. The past is the past and it's over. And it's only valuable if you learn from it. If you can look and go, I don't want to do that again. So we are not going to look at what we had. We are going to look at what we have and we're going to look at what we want. Because to solve this, if you're sad or you're afraid, we're going to look into the future and what you can create in the future. And that future starts for you right here and right now. So I understand very well that many of you can't go out. You can't work. I get all that. But there's going to come a day that you can. And when that day comes, you have to really be prepared for it. So you're going to visualize and you're going to say, you know what? When money comes in now, I'm going to make sure I put it into an emergency fund because I want to have that eight month emergency account that Susie Orman has been talking about now for 40 years. Because do you understand the millions and the millions of people that I have touched throughout these years? Do you know how many emails I'm getting now? Thousands that are saying to me, thank God I listened to you. I have an eight-month emergency fund. I don't really need the stimulus check. I don't need to go on unemployment. I don't need to do anything, Susie, because I listened to you. 
can you just listen to me? Because here's the thing. I don't want anything from you, but I sure want a whole lot for you. And I want you to feel powerful. And I want you to be secure. And I don't want you to be afraid. And I want you to take action. And I want you to know the type of life that's possible. And I can tell you because I didn't come from money. You heard Lisa say I was making $400 a month. I was 30 years of age. My mother was a secretary and sold Avon on the side. I lived on the south side of Chicago in the hood. I wasn't a good student. I didn't get good grades. I could give you every possible excuse why I should have nothing. What excuses are you giving yourselves, lady? What excuses are you dwelling in to say, I'm never going to make it. I can't have it. Lisa has it. I have it. And what do we have? I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about we know who we are and we put ourselves first. And that is our superpower. That is what makes us be able to create that which we want in our lives. So what you're going to do now is you're going to look to the future and stop looking at the past. You're going to do three things. Here are the practical things that you are going to do. Number one, you are going to live below your means, but within your needs. Got that? Just because you can afford something today doesn't mean you should buy it. You're going to live below your means, not within your means, but below your means, but within your needs. How do you do that? From this day on, for just six months, just try this as soon as you're able to go out again, of course, right? Every time you buy something, ask yourself the question or you want to buy something. Is this a want or is this a need? If it's a want, walk away and take that amount of money that you are going to spend on that want and put it in an emergency account for yourself. If it's a need, you have to buy it. How do you um, decide what is a need? Because I think that that's going to probably be different for each person. So how would you define that? Actually, it's not different for each person. I have to tell you, it's very simple. All right. A need is food that you buy at a grocery store. A want is food that you buy at a restaurant. Okay. Right? Right? A need is medicine that you have to buy because you're sick. A want is, oh, oh, those are kind of pretty. I like those. I kind of want those. They'll make my house look pretty while I'm there. You know what a, a need is. I need a coat because I don't have a coat. And it's going to become winter and I'll freeze. A need is to put gasoline in your car to get yourself to work. A want is to fill your your car up with gasoline so that you can go drive around and have a good time or go visit your friend that's four hours away. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I really wanted you to break it down. And I actually love that you said, no, everyone's needs is the same, because I guess where I was coming from is everyone perceives their needs to be different, right? People can say, I need a gym membership. Well, being quarantined shows you don't need it. You need to exercise. You need to move your body. You don't need the membership. So I love how you just broke that down. Freaking awesome. So so I'm so sorry to to interrupt your flow on the three things. And we're all seeing right now. Is a need cable television? Do you really need cable TV? Or can you just do YouTube TV for free or whatever it is? Or can you do something? You know, do you really need the latest iPhone, you know, 11 or whatever it is? Or do you want that? 
You know, what's so funny is all these people who have more money than you have any idea are all walking around with iPhone sixes. And I'm looking at them. <laughs> and I'm looking at them and they're like, I don't, I don't need it. I have what I want. Right. So they want that iPhone six. Here's the other thing. Here is an interesting line, which is when do you buy what you need versus what you can afford Ooh. when you can afford more than what you need? So in 1998, The Nine Steps to Financial Freedom, which was my second book, hit big. It was selling a million copies in hardback a month. All right, everybody? Now, at that point, I could have afforded, in 1998, a multi-million dollar penthouse on Park Avenue in New York. But I ended up buying a $240,000 apartment on 57th Street because that's all I needed. I didn't need that penthouse, even though I could afford that penthouse. And I have lived my entire life that way. You know, my car, the car that I have right now is going on 10 years old. No, I don't need a new car and I don't even want a new car. So it's so funny. It's like when you don't have money, you want all these things thinking they'll make you happy. Once you have more money than you know what to do with, you understand that those things don't hold joy. Mm-hmm. They don't really hold value. They just are things that you've wasted your money on. So you're going to live below your means, but within your needs, right? You're going to um, only spend money on needs versus wants. And here's the big one. You are going to get as much pleasure out of saving as you do spending. <laughs> Why do you get so much pleasure out of spending money on things that you don't even use six months later. Go and look in your closets, everybody. Go and look everywhere, and you will see all these things that you had to buy that still have price tags on it that you never used, and you had to buy them, and yet now you're waiting for your unemployment check to come because you don't know what to do. You did that to yourselves. Do you understand that? You're not a victim to your circumstances. If you make it that you're a victim to your circumstances, you have rendered yourself powerless. And if you are powerless, the number one law of money kicks into place, which is power attracts money, powerlessness repels it. And that is because people control money. And when you are powerful, you attract people and therefore you attract money. When you are powerless, you repel people, people control money, therefore you repel money. So don't do anything that renders you powerless. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion 
billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. I'm going to be utterly honest. There is little more damaging to your confidence than feeling weak and helpless and just struggling to get the care that you actually need from your doctor. And trust me, guys, I unfortunately speak from experience because when I was struggling with crippling, crippling gut issues about nine years ago now, it took me years, years to find a doctor that not only could I connect with, but a doctor that actually would listen, wouldn't gaslight me and actually take my words and my experience as truth so that they could actually eventually help me heal and not just to give me another freaking pill and then push me out the door. But now, my homie, you don't have to struggle to find the right doctor for you anymore and that's thanks to ZocDoc. ZocDoc is an absolutely free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and then instantly book appointments with them online. And with ZocDoc, you can actually filter by insurance, location and specialities to find the perfect fit for you, not for your friend, not for anyone else, but for you. Plus, on top of that, you can actually go and read verified reviews from real patients to find the doctor that you can actually trust. And typically, wait times for booking an appointment are days, not weeks because let's face it when you're sick you need to see someone right now so my homie do not i repeat do not neglect your health instead go over to zocdoc.com slash lisa and download the zocdoc app for absolutely free then find and book a top rated doctor today that's zocdoc z-o-c-d-o-c dot com slash lisa zocdoc.com slash lisa as an entrepreneur one of the biggest challenges you will face is a negative voice in your head you know who i'm talking about that may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project but you gotta overcome that negative voice in your head homie because i'm telling you you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa.
Oh my God, girl, like that was so damn strong. And you totally speak my language because what I hear, because there are some people that may hear your message and be like, I can't believe she's blaming me. Like, it's not my fault I got in this. And what is the beautiful thing? If people can let go of their egos for a second, you are literally giving them the keys to the kingdom. Because if you can own that you got yourself into it, the most beautiful thing is you can get yourself out of it. Like that yeah. to me. So in the everything you said, it is the most beautiful news, I think, that people should be receiving with joy. Um, so if people watching or listening right now can make a little shift in their mind to hear the message that you're saying, it can be so freaking strong. Um, now talk to me about how, because there's so many people that live paycheck to paycheck. So if you're able to bring your save, uh, bring your expenses down and start saving, how do you propose? Because you said eight months is that key on getting us into saving for eight months. So is that, in your opinion, a trickle effect where it becomes, you know, one month after two um, as you bring your costs down? Is that go get a second job? Is that like, what, what does that actually look like? It looks like depending on your situation, really, because, you know, there are a lot of women and men out there as well that have kids. They're single. They're a single parent. They can't get another job. They're doing everything they possibly can. And they just have to keep going for it. But then there are people out there that can get a second job. They can get a third job. There were times when I had four jobs at one time. I slept maybe four hours a night. Right. And so it just depends really what you can do, but more importantly, what you want to do and how you prioritize. But I've always found that people spend more money than they have any idea that they're spending. They think that the little Starbucks doesn't hurt and three to five dollars a day is one hundred and fifty dollars a month. Really, everybody. Do you know that if you put a hundred dollars a month, just let's say you're 25 years of age and you put a hundred dollars a month every month into a Roth IRA, which is a retirement account that you fund with after tax dollars, just a hundred dollars a month. And you invested it in the total stock market indexes, just in the whole index. And you did that every month till you were 65 years of age with market returns of about 12% over 40 years, you would have $1 million. $1 million. However, Lisa, if you said, nah, I'm not going to do that right now, what difference can $100 a month make? That's $1,200 a year. In 10 years, that's only $12,000. What if I started at 35 and I just played with that money? I went out drinking. I did this. I got my hair done. I did whatever it is that you do with money. Do you know if you started at 35 versus 25, at the age of 65, you would have only $300,000. Wow. So 10 years cost you $700,000. And that's just at $100 a month. Every single one of you could be a multimillionaire out there. But instead, you choose to spend versus save, which is why step three of the three things that I asked you to do is the most important thing you can do. Like, why don't you get pleasure out of saving? You should all write that question down. Why don't you get pleasure out of saving money? Why do you get more pleasure right now out of spending 
money. Why? Because unless you know why you do that which you do, then you can't change it. Because otherwise you'll just keep doing it. And so these are all things, and I understand right now it's an extraordinary time. But what you have to understand is this time is going to end. It will probably be really all over by February of next year, by September of this year. I have no doubt that you're going to be feeling a lot better than you're feeling right now about everything. What can you take with you from this extraordinary times back into ordinary times to turn ordinary times into an extraordinary life for you? And it's lessons like this. So I know I could talk to you right now about this is what you should do right now with your stimulus check. This is what you do with unemployment. This is how you can use the PPP. This is how you apply. You can hear that from anybody. You know, that's the same advice that you can get on any show. You can watch me on CNN, CNBC. I'm saying it over and over again. But what I can't talk to them about, because those are all three and four minute segments, are the things that will change your life. Those other things will simply just pay your bills for you. What I'm talking to you about now will change your life forever for when this happens again. And oh, trust me, it will. I don't know what the cause of it will be, but it something will happen again. You'll be prepared and you'll be able to go, oh, I can deal with this. I don't have to be freaked out about it. That's why this is so important right now. So you can have a super life, a super life. Yeah, God, I love that so much. But how do you, though, navigate if you're fearful? And I totally hear everything you're saying. So I need to save. I want eight months. But how do you know if, let's say, you only have a certain amount of income, you've got the two or three jobs, you're doing everything you possibly can, and you, let's say, have kids. And so now you're thinking, well, do I save for their future education? Do I save for something in the now that they need? How do you guide people in order and what they save for when there's so much unknown? All right. So let's bring it back to right now. Mm. What should people be doing right here and right now? Because in a very strange way, what's happened right now is also giving people an unprecedented chance to save money as well. Susie Orman, what are you talking about? Most people don't have an eight-month emergency fund because they have to pay their student loan debt. They have to pay their mortgage payment. They have to pay their car insurance premium. They have to pay their credit card. They have to make those payments. And after all of those payments are made, there's no money to be saved. Okay, except for now, because of COVID, now if you have a federal student loan, you do not need to pay it until September 30th. Till September 30th. So if you have a federal student loan and your student loan payment was four, five, six, hundred, even a thousand dollars a month. You should not be paying your student loan right now if you have permission not to, because for the first time ever, you have permission not to. And so now you can take that money and put that money where? In your emergency fund. Oh, your mortgage payment. Your lender is telling you, you don't have to make that payment. Possibly they're telling you this for three months. That's a thousand, two thousand, three thousand a month. Oh, if you do have money coming in, now you can take that money and put that in your savings account. 
So rather than taking your money that you may still have and paying it to these bills that these companies have said you don't have to pay them, don't pay them. Take this money and put it in your savings account. Same thing with credit cards. Same things with all your insurance. Now you don't know, but you could have made an eight-month emergency fund before you have any idea. Mm. Um, I love that. What do you suggest people do then? Because my mind goes to extreme. So when we first started Quest and we cut our costs down, I was definitely looking at the small costs that we were spending on, you know, Starbucks and eating out and things like that. Was I bulk buying, go to Costco, things like that. Um, but what do you think about people downsizing in um, protection of that future. So even if I still have money right now, do I sell my house and then buy a smaller one? Do I change my rent? Do I move out? So a lot of people right now, do you advise that they do bigger dramatic things like that? Here's the thing, Lisa, is that everybody has their own individual situation. And should they or should they not buy a home? You know, I'm just going to say this and make sure I get this in, is that I recently wrote a book on February 25th of 2020, called The Ultimate Retirement Guide for 50 Plus, Winning Strategies to Make Your Money Last a Lifetime. So I'm not talking to you about you buying that book. That's not the point of this. However, I created an audio for that book, 12 hours and 30 minutes, that is fabulous. So if your listeners just go to suzyormanaudio.com, they can download or stream that for free for 30 days. And in that book, you'll hear about downsizing, buying a new house, the conversations that you should be having with your parents, your parents should be having with you. Should you be paying for a college education? Should you not? All of that is in there. But I just also want to quickly say, if you're going to buy a house, though, I would not be doing it right now. I would be waiting and I would be waiting because a lot of people are going to be foreclosed on and they're going to be losing their homes. You're going to have so many homes that you can pick from later on. It's not even funny. Not now. And in terms of the stock market, you know, the stock market is up 34% from its bottom. And if you had been listening to the women in money podcast, I would have, you would have heard, I had begged you not to sell. And so if you, have three years or longer till you need this money, please just stay put if you're invested in good quality, you know, stocks, exchange traded funds and things like that. However, if you need your money within one year to do what? Send your kid to school. You've saved for your kid's college education. Now is the time to take that money out of the stock market because money that you need within one year or less is never been money that belongs in the stock market. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that I can tell you of what you should do with money. That's easy, believe it or not, people. But here's the key. Why don't you do that which you know you should do with money right now? You know what you should be doing, some of the things with money. You know when you should be buying the Starbucks and why you shouldn't. You know you should have a retirement account. You know you should have a will, a trust, an advanced directive, and a durable power of attorney for health care. You know all those things. But do you have them? If you're a mother and a father right now watching this, and you have a minor child, do you know if something happens to you, minors can't inherit money? Did you know that? If you have a child who's 18 years of age or older, 
Do you know that you have no control over them anymore? If they end up in the hospital with COVID, you can't tell the doctors what to do. So they need an advanced directive where you have the power to help them. These are all things that you need to know about to really make sure that you're secure. I just wanted to make sure we got all that in. Dude, that was so freaking powerful because honestly, like I really do believe the biggest issue that most people have when it comes to money is the emotion behind it. And you even said it earlier, why are you not doing it? Like why? What is the reason you're not saving? Why do you think you need it when you really know you don't? And I think it is in that exploration, in looking deep in yourself to see what hole money is filling. Once you can identify that hole, then you can make changes accordingly. And so um, I love that you're obviously offering all this information for free, but you're still going down on that point of you really have to know why. Yeah, you have to know why. And you have to want to change. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to change, then just change everybody. Stop giving yourself excuses that you're not smart enough. Your parents didn't talk to you about money. You, you don't know anything about math. You don't need to know anything about anybody other than yourself. You know, I know, Lisa, that you want to ask me, because uh, you said so at the beginning, what is my superpower? Mm. And my superpower is knowing my own thoughts. I know what I think. I know how I feel. I don't have to ask other people, well, what do you think I should do? What do you think? What do they know about you? What do you know about yourself? So if I were to wish one thing for all of you, it would be that you know who you are. You know your own thoughts. You know what you yourself want. And that you give to yourselves, especially the women out there, you give to yourselves as much as you give of yourself. Because everybody else's, you take care of everybody. And then you take care of yourself. But you don't usually do it to your 50 or 60 years of age. Mm -hmm. So this is your time. This is your time to sit with what do you want? I think you all should start a little journal called Lessons Learned. Mm. What did you learn from what's happened over the past few months? What have you learned? What did you do in the past that you wish you hadn't done? But more importantly, what do you want to do for your future? Image your future. Image what you want. Write it down. How are you going to get there? You know, when I had no money, I used to pretend that I was standing on a mountain looking down. And I would go, oh, Susie, how did you get to that mountain? How did you get to the top? And I would visualize how I got there. And you know how I got there, everybody? Step after step. When other people would come to me and try to sidetrack me, have blinders on. If you know your path, if you know what you want to do and you're doing it and then somebody comes to you with an idea of what they want you to do with them and you go like this, you're off, you're off path. So, just stay on your own path. So what do you do, though, if you have a very clear vision, you've done all the steps that you just said, and let's say your partner 
doesn't have the same vision of what your paths are as a family. Um, you mentioned communication earlier about communicating with your parents and your kids and things like that. How would you communicate with your partner and how do you find people should navigate when they're coming from different financial mentality and thinking um, and they're coming together? How would you navigate that? Here's the thing is that communication is everything. If your partner has one vision and you have another vision, it's like you have one foot in one boat and another foot in another boat. And if those boats start to spread, you're in trouble. So I've found over all the years of doing this, if you're not in the same boat with your partner, if you don't have the same vision as the two of you as one, you're going to end up in divorce. Mm. Why? <clears throat> because one out of two people who get married get divorced, and their number one reason for divorce is arguments over money. So you have to know your values, and you have to be able to communicate them. But if you're finding yourself that you have a vision for your life, and you want money, and you want to save money, and you want to be frugal, and you don't want to be spending, and you have a partner who wants to spend and spend and spend, you're ending up for divorce. You know how they always say, Lisa, it's death till you part? Oh, no, it's not. It's <laughs> debt till you part. Mm. Right? So know about somebody before you say, I do. Know about their financial behaviors. Know about their habits. Know about their credit scores. Know what their values are before you decide to share your life and your money with them. It will be the biggest mistake you have ever made if you get involved with somebody who has different values, financially speaking, than you do. Yeah, God, that is so true. And um, Tom and I came from different asset, different worlds when it came to finance. So that was like a big thing we actually had to work through. So um, yeah, that was really strong. Um, what is that one thing though, that if you think they have to make that first step, like you said, right, to step up the mountain, it all starts with one step. What is that yeah. first step that someone needs to take in order to overcome their struggle right now? Yeah, you need to create a new truth. You need to tell yourself what you want to be true. So if you're afraid right now and you don't have any money, and let's just say your biggest fear is, I'm never going to have money to pay my bills. I'm always going to be broke. I'm never going to get out of this. You need to create a new truth that is directly opposite your greatest financial fear. Mm -hmm. So if that was your fear, your truth would be, I have more money than I will ever need. If you simply can make it so it's already happened. You write it 25 times a day. You scream it 25 times a day. You say it silently to yourself 25 times silently before you go to bed. If you did that every single day for the six months that you're going to also do with only buying needs versus wants, every time that fear comes up, squash it with your new truth, right? When your mind tells you you can't, you tell it, I can and I have. If you did that every day, you would have a best friend to conquer your fear that's trying to make you less when you yourself now will be making you more. I've always said, Lisa, you have to be more so that you can have more. Mm -hmm. It's not have more so you can be more. Mm -hmm. You have to be more so you can have more. 
And for you to be more, you have to know more about who you are. So you have to go within to see why you are doing without. And don't be afraid what you find when you go in there. Susie Orman in the house. Thank you so much. Where can people find you and all the incredible information that you're giving? Yeah, again, the best place that you can find me is on the podcast, Women in Money, right? And the Men Smart Enough to Listen. Or you can join me on my Women in Money community app. You can go to Apple Apps, Google Play, search Susie Orman, S-U-Z-E-O-R-M-A-N. And that's where you can find all the questions to all of, you know, all the answers to all of your questions. I do live stream there. And we're even giving you a chance to make money by helping yourself and helping others. So join that Women in Money community. The price is right, everybody. The price is right because it's not going to cost you anything to get you to where you want to go. And don't forget to download the book for free on audio, SusieOrmanAudio.com. Guys, guys, go check out this woman. There's a freaking reason this woman's been around for decades. She knows her stuff. She's a no BS in your face. This is what you got to do to be successful and to get out of the situation that maybe you're too scared to step out of. This woman is definitely the superhero with the S on her chest, Susie Orman. Go check her out. And guys, please, until next time, be the hero of your own life. Peace out. <laughs>